0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Post Post Podcast. With me, as always, is my buddy, Chris Ronan. How are we doing tonight? It's happening, bud? It's cold. It is cold. It's, it's getting back to cold weather. They just they threw us right into it.
1: Oh, we kind of had a bit of a tropical storm today in New England on the 23rd of December, the night that we're recording now.
0: Yeah. It was we- like
1: 40, 50 degrees earlier today and just very windy and rainy.
0: Just textbook Boston weather. New England weather, I should say. Like, what did you say, 50?
1: It felt like Florida weather, but yeah.
0: Yeah, and then all of a sudden, like what eight o'clock hit, and it's like seventeen. It dropped. Degrees yeah. Up. yeah, it dropped
1: like I would say 30, 40 degrees. Oh yeah, and it's in supposed like to just three hours. It's
0: supposed to freeze like overnight. I think it's gonna hit ten or zero. Or well, some I don't shit. know if you saw
1: my porch. There's a there's a folding table and a chair. Uh, no, I'm sorry, a folding table and a uh, shovel that are both like flat on the deck. Yeah. They filled up with water during the day from the rain, and they're already filled with ice. Damn, like both of them, yeah. <laughs>
0: just a just a weird weird weather that we had today
1: yeah hopefully we'll be able to get out on the pond i was looking at the temperatures sunday and monday look pretty cold so maybe we'll be able to make it happen on tuesday get out there and skate with the boys that'd be nice we'll see
0: we'll see what happens because i guess it is supposed to warm up throughout next week
1: yeah i think wednesday thursday friday will get up back up to like the 40s 50s
0: yeah the Midwest ain't having that issue, though. What was it, negative nope. 30 or something like that earlier this week for them?
1: Oh, I think I did see that, yeah. Like, what? Fucking was that Minnesota?
0: Wild. Minnesota, Minnesota Michigan, Chicago. I think, Chicago? yeah. I feel like that's normal for them, but for us, like, Jesus yeah. Christ, what do you do?
1: My brother-in-law sent me a Snapchat from New Hampshire. Uh, heavy snow's up there tonight. He's driving down for Christmas Eve tomorrow, so hopefully everything works out there. Yeah, bad. Shout out to him uh, next week. Happy New Year's to all you listeners. This will be the New Year's episode. But uh, he's getting married, and it's going to be a blast. I can't wait for that wedding going to mm-hmm. be a good time.
0: When you, weren't you going to do something different on that? Was that the? Were, were you guys going somewhere for that?
1: Yeah, it's up in New Hampshire and it's on New Year's oh, Eve. Oh so up it'll up be New like a, a later night wedding, kind of, you know? Okay. Probably nice. Like a seven o'clock ceremony and then like a, you know, dance, everything like that. But people will stay up till midnight and watch the ball drop, things like that. That should be awesome. Yeah. I think it'd be cool. Fucking good time. It's like a black down. and white, you know, affair. Where oh, like really? Everyone's super dressed up, like tuxedos and That's stuff. That's cool. Yeah. Pretty sharp. 100, 180 I think we got too. Really? That's a lot of people. Dude. That's, That's a lot a of wedding. people. Yeah. Holy shit. shit. Be good. It's A lot of alcohol. Yeah. Really well, think yeah, about For it. me it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We're like a short walk from the venue back to our room too, which Oh is great. god. Yeah.
0: That just that just makes everything. Yeah, hot tub oh, outside. Yeah. Oh you're fucked. Yeah. You are so yeah, fucked. up in New
1: Hampshire it's going to be sick. <laughs>
0: That's so yeah. fucking bad. My
1: brother uh my brother shout out to him. He's got a he's got a place to stay up there for the weekend and, and watch Emma for us. Emma and Ryan, I think. Nice. Yeah, because they're Damn. both in the wedding.
0: Just want to let you know alcohol does make you dehydrated, and if you go into a hot tub, it makes you even more dehydrated. Oh, so no I way. That's good to know. I'm mixing some waters. I, I would, oh, I would never have thought to do that. Oh, yeah. I do appreciate that. Yeah, okay, yeah. I yeah. thought I knew that.
1: No, I would mix it in if I'm just drinking, but like a hot tub does it too. That's, yeah. that's funny. Yep. Yeah.
0: So just uh, be on the lookout for that. Good heads up. Bad, bad, bad news when yeah. you're just drinking and sitting in a hot tub. Yeah. But. I don't know, but um, are you ready for some hockey news Yeah, this let's week? do it, man. Let's do it. So we have like two signs that we want to bring up, and the first sign of uh, the week was goalie Stuart Skinner of the Edmonton Oilers. He signed a three-year extension worth $7.8 million at 2.6 mil AAV. Skinner is currently 10-8-1 with a .913 save percentage and 2.84 GAA. Uh, We're going to move right on to the Senators here. They signed... No, no. We're going to hold up real quick. Okay. We're going to hold up. Stuart
1: Skinner is my fucking guy. Okay. okay? All right. Because... I had Jack Campbell. I was riding him going from Toronto over to Edmonton this season on my fantasy team. I said, this is going to be great. This is good for him. If he can perform that well in Toronto, he's going to match it over in Edmonton. And guess what? He kind of shit the bed. So <laughs> I dropped him. I picked up his backup, who got pretty hot, took over the starting position, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of their guy right now. And I, I, I just wanted to give him a quick shout-out and say thanks for the fantasy points. Second in the league. <laughs> uh, soon to be 8-2 and two on the season. So. Love it. Let's go post to post podcast. Right. That's, that's my uh that's my team name in fantasy. Really? Oh yeah. Nice, Gotta awesome. Pump, pump the tires a bit.
0: Well it's good with uh, everything that's going on with the Oralist too. Miko Koskinen gone, Mike Smith just un- unavailable this year, Jack Gamble just shit in the bed and uh Stuart Skinner that Fourth string, I guess, just coming in hut and being that guy for you. Oh yeah. So okay, yep. Free fantasy points. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Keep it going, baby. Keep it going. He deserves it. That seven point eight. I don't know. How do you feel about that, that Seven point eight, though. For valuation wise,
1: that's not bad. I mean, three years, two point six. Uh, I don't know. Like, I think the best goalies in the league should get eight, seven. Personally, like, I feel like that 10 mil number has become the number that it's like that's too much, yeah, because they won't be able to maintain it. Looking at a carry price, a Sergey Bobrovsky, you can pay a guy that much, yeah, but what's the real benefit? What are you getting out of it? You didn't get a cup out of carry price, you didn't get a cup out of Bobrovsky yet, right? So, like, why pay him that much money? Mm -hmm. So, I think eight, seven is where like the top tier guys should be paid. Maybe a Vasilevsky is the outlier, but other than that. 8-7, 8-7, and then the the, the higher-tier guy would be, like, a 5-4, and then your average goalie should be, like, a 3-2, you know? Yeah. And that's where Stuart Skinner should slot in, I think.
0: Okay. Yeah, I actually totally totally agree with you, what you said. Huh. I, I think they there.
1: see a good trend for him, too, on the upswing. Make yeah. him your solid, uh, you know – backup maybe he can become a 1b for jack campbell as he gets his stuff together um if but i don't know 2.6 isn't bad for three years three no. years isn't a big
0: commitment either so no, right. good for the player good for the team let's let's do it good okay, man let's rack up those points for your uh, fantasy league yeah. All right. So uh, moving on, we got the Senators here. They signed Autumn Zub, Zub. Sorry, to a four-year extension worth eighteen point four million dollars, which is four point six mil AAV. The defenseman has two goals and two assists in fourteen games played this season. He was signed in twenty twenty by the Sens after coming from the KHL. He's been out since December second with a fractured jaw. That's uh, something to think about. But uh, defenseman, he's been on the team for a little bit. Um, stats, I mean, as a defenseman, don't look too good. But uh, I was reading a bit on him uh, from the uh, just the Senators organization in general, and the back office has full trust in this dude coming from the KHL and signing him. So there's something that uh, they want. They really want this dude. Um, just I don't know. Just something seeing like a. Uh, 4.6 mil AAV. That's that's pretty big for, I guess, a defenseman, especially Adam Zub here with the two goals, two assists so far this season.
1: Yeah, he's pretty young. I mean, he's 27, which is not not young, I shouldn't say. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize how long his career was over in Russia. He's played seven years in the KHL, uh, three years in the NHL, all four, the Senators, only one full season last year for Ottawa, six goals, 16 assists. Um, I think 4.6 is a little high, but – when you look at the team that he's on, that's where the money comes from. This is another team like Buffalo where they're able to get away with paying league minimum for X, Y, and Z. So now that frees up some you know, some cap room to give your second-line defenseman, which is where I think Zub sl- uh, slots in here. Mm-hmm. Um, you can give a guy like that a little bit extra money. And, you know, 4.6, four years. As a player, I'm thrilled with that, being, being that guy. But yep. as a team, I'm not – you know, over the moon. I'm like, yeah, we got we got a guy locked in, basically. You know, right. That's how I look at that.
0: Yeah, uh, they see they see something in him,
1: yeah. and his yeah. agents putting in the work. You know, he's been out for 22 days with a fractured jaw, and he's still working on the phone. So like, working. let's get yeah. that contract signed here, huh?
0: <laughs> Not even on the ice, and he's getting yeah. signed,
1: getting paid, baby. going
0: gonna get me. Hey, remember Adam.
1: me? You miss me? You miss me? <laughs> Pay me. I'll be back. <laughs> Four years. Four more years. Four more years. Like, like baby. a president. Yep. <laughs>
0: Uh, Moving on, actually, we're going to stay with the uh, Senators here. Um, For the Senators fans that listen in here, um, you guys know him by the Hamburglar. Andrew Hammond announced his retirement this week. Uh, Hammond decided to hang him up after an ankle injury he suffered in 2021 with the Montreal Canadiens. The Hamburglar played most notably for the Ottawa Senators from 2013 to 2017 before moving to the Avalanche, Canadiens, and then the Devils. In 2014, 15, he was called up to the Senators and posted a 21 and two record, which helped the Sens give uh, get them to a wildcard spot for the playoffs. So, um, yeah, kind of an unfortunate event for uh, Andrew Hammond here. He kind of had like a up and down kind of career. I- again, like going back to that old Senators thing, that's where he really, uh, that's where he really really flourished. But kind of sucks to see a uh, ankle injury of all things be the one that you know shuts the shuts that shit down for some reason
1: yeah you know i mean that one season 21 and two record like how did they not sell higher on this guy like he probably could have been you know he he had the record to show that he he could have been something you know and it's just kind of like you said an up and down career and i mean it it ends up just being like an average guy that played you know under 100 games i imagine for the league um yeah so it kind of sucks but we we almost thought I believe at the end of the, that 2015 season like this is going to be like you know a staple name a household name in the NHL mm-hmm. with people throwing fucking McDoubles on the ice you right. know yeah it was insane for a little bit there but mm-hmm. definitely one of the goalies of all time right Matt
0: fucking hate you <laughs> I don't know I can't remember what the original thing you said was it even hockey it was no something. I don't know. I, oh, I can't remember what it was, what it was But it, so. was, it was something I liked And you were just like Yeah he's the greatest thing of all time No I didn't
1: say greatest You
0: said greatest No what did you say then? I said one of the One of the One
1: of the, the oh, yeah, goalies something of all that. time Well yeah something like that
0: And then I just read it and I'm like this dickhead you would, <laughs> you would find a way to word it like that <laughs> And then because you can't say you're wrong You're like oh no Oh he no he was right. one of the goalies He was that's one right. of the goalies of all time I guess yeah, <laughs> Bastard Oh um, shit but uh, let's move on to uh, Philadelphia yeah. here. We
1: got some some kind of weird news here. So in the Philadelphia Flyers locker room, uh, we had a healthy scratch of Kevin Hayes by John Tortorella. Um, kind of weird, kind of surprising. He's the leading goal scorer for the team. Um, there was one kind of odd play where he, like, Kevin Hayes is at the offensive blue line and fumbles the puck a little bit and it gives up like a two-on-one, the team goes down. They don't end up scoring, but Tortorello's trying to, quote, develop a culture in the locker room and, you know, create a new vibe, I guess is the word I'll use. Mm-hmm. Um, so he decides, hey, I'm going to send a message. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. I can bet you I'm coaching every player the same. Uh, Hayes comes out a couple of days later and says, you know, he's the coach. I'm the player. Like, at the end of the day, it is what it is. Yeah. A um, couple of days, I want to say even after that, Tortorello's like, look, I'm not – talking on the Hayes subject. I know you guys are trying to as the media here create a rift between coach and player, but I'm not going to allow it. I'm not even going to talk about it this this interview, so we'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. the last guy to chime in was uh Keith Yandel, close friend of Kevin Hayes, uh big supporter of his buddy, but he makes comments about like he's the leading goal scorer of the team, like why the hell would you bench him? Like maybe maybe the coach should be healthy scratch for once like it, it he's trying to basically say like it's not the coach that I mean it's not the player that's costing the team's games it's the, it's coach. the coach like yeah. you know so uh, it was kind of weird hit those two and uh, Ryan Whitney of Spit and Chicklets are, are very close friends Whitney tweeted out and said like is this the first time in NHL history that the leading goal scorer of a team has been healthy scratched like and nothing else really comes to mind my only thought process for this is let's look at. You know, very very bad like lottery teams of the past, and see where someone may have been healthy scratched that no one in the league was looking at. But because it's the Flyers, because they're underperforming, and Tortorella's a coach, it's a perfect storm where spotlight Kevin Hayes on the bench. You know, yep,
0: yep, hundred percent. Um, I don't know. We talked about uh, John Tortorella coming in. Like he's Torts is supposed to be this coach that's gonna that. That's gonna come in and reset like the entire Flyers team that's been fucking ass shit for the past like couple seasons now, um, especially with the fucking hurting, um, kinda hot, and just just team in general. So you would expect you you definitely expected some kind of like Torts type of like old school coaching that he does that he does yeah one of the
1: first things we saw this season too was training camp when the players are keeled over on the ice remember that they were yep, like six guys fucking just throwing up and yeah shit.
0: yeah i mean he did the same thing with the columbus blue jackets new york Rangers. like this is just Torts, you know just I, I we watched a video of some guy kind of explaining this where his thoughts and opinions were just like this is just a way for torts to get the best out of players and make them play up to their potential and I feel like I could kind of see it, and then I uh, saw—I don't know who was it. Who was he yelling at? It was some Columbus Blue Jackets player when he was Pierre-Luc Dubois. It was Dubois. He's like in his fucking face, screaming at him on the bench.
1: Immediately requested a trade uh, after that.
0: Right, exactly. So it's just—it's really like eh, it's polarizing.
1: It's old school versus new school, and I think. It's it's become the tipping point where it's not going to work and the Flyers had no real option but to say, "Hey, we need to shake everything up here because of how bad we were last season." Yep. John Tortorella is the guy to do that. I don't blame them for it. I think like it's it's a good thought process, but mm. benching the the leading goal scorer of the team, you know, going up against a team that's on a 5-game win streak, became a 6-game win streak after a 6-3 loss with Hayes riding the pine like Right. I I don't know. I, I don't see what the, the cost benefit analysis of this is how it's gonna be positive, you know?
0: Yeah, I don't know where it, it was close that game. It was actually yeah. four three. Two empty netters, I think. Yeah, two empty netters. Um but it was just like they, they kept trailing. That was that that was the mm-hmm. biggest issue. But uh even even though trailing they were like still close with um uh with the ranges, I, I think mainly because they had uh their backup um. Uh, Yaroslav Halakin. I don't think he played that much this season, now I'm thinking about it. So maybe he might have been cold, but Yeah, a lot
1: of games for Shisterkin, definitely. Yeah.
0: Um, but it just I don't know, with that said though, it's just like I don't know, you're hurting and then we were talking about the leading goal scorer, uh, Kevin Hayes, for uh, the Flyers. which is just not saying much. I'm not saying he's a bad player at all, but nine goals is leading goal scorer for an entire team mm-hmm. at this point in like the league.
1: And no offense, I don't look at the Philadelphia Flyers and say Kevin Hayes is their guy that puts the puck in the back of that. You know. No, you'd no. think it would be someone else.
0: Right. So, I I, I don't know. This is just, again, just a rift. It is, I guess, fans and media trying to make a rift into shit and I don't know. We'll see. Kevin Hayes is going to be back, or all back already, and um, we'll see if anything changes. But yeah, just uh, just more Torts news, I guess. Do you have any like? What was your opinion on this when it happened? Yeah, I, I saw I mean, it. I kind of like, said it. It's, it's I, just, I feel like I explained yeah, it pretty well. I just saw it, and I was like, "This is just Torts being Torts," but in it, a it, bad way. In a bad way, though. Yeah, like sitting like your best player. I don't know. That's like. Imagine if Torch was, like, the head coach of, like, the Washington Capitals, right? And then all of a sudden they had, like, a fucking bad skit, and he's like, I'm going to fucking bench Ovechkin.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know who the coach was last season, but they, uh, the Flyers, they benched, um, Jesus Christ, Keith Yandel, to end his Ironman streak. Like, that's pretty pretty much the equivalent, don't you think?
0: Oh, that was uh, Florida Panthers, right?
1: Yes, Jesus Christ, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> But same same thing, like, I don't know, you said torts over to Washington if they bench Obi, like, I see that in a similar way, like, you can't find anyone else in the lineup to fucking bench than the guy that has the league record for Iron Man streak, like, right. it just doesn't make sense to me, right. where a team like the Arizona Coyotes are going there out of their way to make sure that Kessel gets to skate one shift so he's on the ice and then can leave and go see the birth of his child, you right. know? Mm-hmm. Like, these guys are doing, like, extra things to make sure that their players are happy while also... You know, maintaining certain I don't know, kinda of cool little things they have going, you right. know?
0: Exactly. Uh, I don't know. It is what it is, I guess, at this point. Just gotta take take it as is and mm. just see what happens. This might cause rifts. Now I now that we're talking about this, I think I think give it some time. I think we might be seeing some um uh another uh, who, who's the guy from Columbus Blue Jackets that requested a trade? Luke Dubois. Yeah, Pierre-Luc Dubois. I might see another Pierre-Luc Dubois situation for uh, Philadelphia Flyers if uh, Torts keeps his Torts shit up.
1: I, I don't think it's all on Torts at the end of the day, but I, I do agree that you might see a guy saying, hey, fuck this. Right. Uh, I, I think that Philadelphia is just underperforming so poorly that guys are definitely going to want out, and it kind of sucks to see. They gave up earlier on, I think, a Shane Goss spear going over to Arizona, but – um, I think you could see the same thing happen with a Travis connecting or guys like that. Like, fuck this. Like, it's almost like not fun. It's like playing for a Bill Belichick where it's day in, day out, work, work, work. And there's never – you win a championship and it's never like let's have a day off and have fun. It's it's right. about what we're doing next, you yeah, know? Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, huh, damn. I'm like, never mind, fuck it. I was going to say it just like – it's kind of burns me out even just talking about it, but – I don't know. Again, for the last time, we'll wait and see what what happens. But uh, we've got some other news we want to talk about. We're just going to – we're done with this. We've done with the whole torts convo. Um, so some crazy news that happened uh, from Thanksgiving on to actually this week where the news actually just dropped – uh, Alex Petrangelo missed several games due to his four-year-old daughter who got the flu over Thanksgiving and developed a lesion on her brain and lost all motor skills, eating, walking, talking, and even opening up her own eyes. Thankfully, after a few weeks, she improved a lot, and doctors told him they expect the daughter to make a full recovery. This is fucking insane news. Like, uh, I-, I read it, and I'm just like... It's one of those news where you just like have to, like... It's like a three-take, you know? I'd be like, did I just fucking read that right? Isn't that just wild that like, something like your your son your daughter can just get the flu and like out of fucking left field like this shit can happen.
1: As a parent, man, it's like just something I don't even want to think about. Like that's that's so scary, you know. Right. It's like um, I
0: I can't imagine in Alex Petrangelo's like shoes too. Like uh, you're like D- I, I gotta fucking go. But uh, I watched a uh, Bruce Cassidy came up. Uh, he did a interview and. Uh, he actually talked about P- Petrangelo um, getting ready to come back. And- he did.
1: He did it so respectfully too. He was basically like, "I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty, but like, we're very happy to have him back, and he's happy to be here, and he's in much brighter, you know, brighter, um, spirits, and yeah, stuff, brighter spirits." Yeah, brighter spirits. Thank you. Yep. Jesus Christ, couldn't come up with that one, but that's fine. Um, yeah, I thought I thought it was really cool to see the way that uh, Cassidy handled that professionally and everything. Um, right. And then there was a tweet about how. You know, Petrangelo. Now that she's better, like his eyes lit up talking about her. Like, in in a sense, back to normal, walking around and doing things. You know, like, right? That's I can awesome. I can just relate to it so much now. Like, mm-hmm. it's just it's so cool to see, but such a scary situation to be in. That's that's crazy.
0: Right. I'm sure I'm such uh, I'm sure it's such a fucking like weight off his shoulder. You know. Yeah. Uh, but as uh, as I'm reading that too, I was like, damn, I got like it's gonna be sad news for like the next like ten minutes or so. Because uh, we have two, uh, two unfortunate passings, passings that happened this week. Uh, London Knights' Abakar Kezbekov, uh passed away this week at the age of 18. Kezbekhoff moved to, from Moscow to Toronto three years ago to play hockey. He was selected first overall in the U18 draft by the London Knights. A GoFundMe was launched to help pay for most of the funeral costs. Within almost two days, they received $20,000. The family is going to hold a private funeral this week. Uh, Kizbetskov's family reached out to the Russian cons- sorry, consulate uh, but did not receive cooperation with respect to transferring him back home in time for the religious requirements of burial in the Muslim faith. And that's because of the whole Ukraine war situation. So uh, unfortunate for like a family to be able to afford just unfortunate one for the family to have to go through this. Another unfortunate thing where a war um Can just kind of like halt like a religious, um, like funeral and, uh, like a send off of like a family member. So that, uh, that actually sucked to read, but yeah, uh, definitely our condolences go out to the family and him. It's, it's fucking, that's just wild, dude. 18 years old, dude. that's, That's insane. And then, um, we have another passing as well. Uh, Dale Harrop of the New Zealand national team passed away at the age of 33 in a tragic, tragic surfing accident. Harrop started his career with the Canterbury Red Devils before joining the West Auckland Admirals for whom he was still playing this season. He represented New Zealand at under 18 and under 20 levels before becoming a member of the Ice Blacks and representing the national team at 10 world championships. Uh, Just another fucking crazy one, too. A surfing accident, surfing too. Like, accident In my
1: opinion Like It almost seems like You, you really can't Have I mean I guess Drowning But mm-hmm. When it comes to surfing Like there's no real Hard structures to be hit with There's your board There's the water Which isn't gonna like yeah you know hit hit you hard in that sense but like mm-hmm. that's crazy yeah unless he's on one of those wild you know 20 feet waves like big big drop i don't really know there wasn't a lot of details about what exactly happened but nah. it's just nuts to see someone pass away from surfing yeah outside of like you know a shark attack which is is rare few and far between things like that but mm. uh rest in peace to him 33 years old doing what he loved uh until the day he died so
0: yeah rest the- in peace the uh, yeah, it just said he was struggling in the water, and they tried to revive him, and he couldn't. Ha- and they just couldn't get him; they couldn't revive him. But in my head, I was just thinking, like you know, like you, I would not say just surfing in general, but like you ever go out into the beach and all of a sudden like, there's like just a massive rock kind of hidden like the water. Yeah, yeah. Like, what if you surf and yeah, hit that could add, be it. You know, mm-hmm. that could be it. But it's
1: also uh, you ever get like I forget what they call it it's not vertigo, but when you're underwater and you can't figure out which way's up. Oh yeah. You get that weird feeling. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, isn't it?
0: especially like New Zealand, Australia, like those massive ass fucking waves over there. Mm. Oh man. Yeah, that that makes sense. That sucks. Just fucking awful way to go.
1: I could never do uh like surfing and skateboarding cuz the board's not like attached to my feet. Like I can <laughs> snowboard pretty good because like I know where the board is. It can't leave me like mm-hmm. you know, it's it's I'm I'm strapped in. But with surfing and and skateboarding, I could never really get any good at it. I could do a little bit of skating, but Surfing looks so cool. I've never done it. Oh, and I feel like it's a it's a big dedication to yeah. you know, the time, you know, you gotta get out there five, six AM yeah. if the waves are right. Um and then you're in a wetsuit in the freezing cold. Like a lot of respect to those guys, you know, twenty, thirty degree water and they're out surfing in it.
0: I had a guy that retired years ago. I guarantee you this dude's still alive. He's he's like an older guy but just like looked young, just he's one of those guys that just couldn't sit around, he was always active and shit. And uh, he lived out in Hull and the, the Nantasket beach there. He, uh, during the wintertime, it could be fucking like 10 degrees out and uh, I'd be at work and be like, yeah, this morning I woke up early, uh, decided to hit some waves at Nantasket. And I'm like, in the wetsuit? Like, you're not fucking cold. He goes, yeah, but I enjoy it. And I'm like, dude, I, like your age doing that, that's, that's I, I like wake
1: up in the morning. I don't even want to get out of bed in the wintertime. Like, <laughs> it's probably like 65 and I'm like, no, you know what I mean? Like, it's freezing.
0: I think last time I talked to him, I was probably like 26, 27 years old. And even that, I'm looking at him like, dude, you're going to outlive me with that yeah. attitude, you know? That's wild. Dedication, so. man. Right. Oh, skateboarding, too. I used to skateboard all the time growing up. The uh, the grip tape really helps. Yep, yep. Stay on there. But did you say you snowboard? That's yeah, kind of I snowboard a lot, yeah. Snowboarding scares the shit out of me. Why? Because you're stuck.
1: That That's the other part of it. It's like a blessing and a curse, you know? Mm-hmm. You bite an edge when you 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 know pushing down with your heels and then you bite that front edge and you just kind of get sent down the mountain it's funny
0: i tried once and like when you fall and like you twist your body you have to like yeah you have to fall with the board mm-hmm. or skiing skiing with
1: the board. is uh, a lot like hockey though it's a lot more similar you know yeah you might like that have you tried that before like pizza yeah,
0: yeah that's all i remember this yeah is, this is the but i point. mean you
1: basically hockey stop with ice with skis too oh you know? yeah 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 you have a ski
0: I, yeah, this, I'm just saying, like years ago. I was yeah. Probably like ten, twelve years old. Oh,
1: okay. I never skied. I went straight into straight snowboarding. Into... Yeah.
0: When's the last time you snowboarded?
1: Uh probably at this point, six years ago. Really? Which is pretty bad because like I, I would try and get out there like every every year at least twice. Oh, and really? And I just, uh, it's just it's it's unfeasible. It's it's getting too expensive. It's an hour drive. It's a full day. It's an hour back. Like,
0: there's a ski, there's yeah. a ski snowboard spot in Milton
1: yeah blue hills but it's it's a hill compared to like going to a mountain like like, you go there and you're doing there's three runs to choose from and at that point you can do two hours and you've you've hit everything twice three four times like damn i don't know it's not the same yeah yeah when you go up to the mountains like it's sunday river like i could be there for an entire weekend and not hit every trail Hmm. can you rent boards and shit yeah you can rent it's so expensive though like a a ski lift ticket used to be thirty bucks, rental would be a hundred, which is still a lot, hundred and thirty bucks for a day. Yeah. Now it's like a, a lift pass is like sixty seventy, I wanna say, and rentals are probably like a buck fifty two hundred. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'm like, fuck that. You know, and Damn. it's just it's because there's one, there's less snow, less opportunity to get up there and like people to pay to do it, like right. there's no market now. And two, like it's just the cost of living, everything's gone up, like it, i I don't know. I don't know what the the reasoning is, but I think uh, I want to get up there with Charlie one time. I haven't gone to it before. He's a psycho. <laughs> He's probably nasty, too.
0: A uh, buddy, Charlie, would just randomly blurt shit out and. He'd- you don't really deny anything. It's it like
1: was- dry humor too, almost. You know, the yeah, way he delivers. Dry humor. It's good,
0: but like you wouldn't know he does anything at all. Like, like, and you, he he would never bring up the fact that he snowboards. Yeah, and it'd be like the one day he like, "Yeah, dude, I, I snowboard like." But he'd be diamonds. nasty. Yeah. He'd be hitting,
1: like double black diamonds, no problem. Right.
0: And you wouldn't deny it. You'd be like, "Yeah, you probably." Or like even golf. Sick at it. Yeah, golf. You know,
1: like we. He was like, "Yeah, I golf," and then we get out there, and he's like striping it. We're like sick. Jesus Christ!
0: Yeah, didn't know he plays year round. Yeah, and now he's just like. Now that we know, he's like, yeah, dude, I play all the time. Yeah. He, has, he has some Snapchats of me fucking yucking him. Yeah. Wild.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would like to get out there again this season. But it just seems like before, like when I was growing up, the snowboarding season could be November through, like, March, April. Mm-hmm. And now it's like – like, we haven't gotten snow in December. There was one good week last week that all the, my skier friends were talking about, like, oh, we went up, you know, last week, two, three feet up in New Hampshire. They got blasted. But that was – you know let's call it december 17th and until i would say early march now like there's just not a lot of opportunity
0: no no the snows dying down here yeah one not not good for you but i i fucking love the fact that it kind of stops snowing around <laughs> yeah we do get hit it's been just later. It'll be like February, March.
1: Yeah, it's, I think the seasons have honestly shifted like a month. Like September kind of felt like summer. Yeah. Even December felt like fall. Mhm. Right. Like. Right. November like was still. January, good. February, March is probably winter now. Yeah. April, May, June is spring, and then July, August, September seems summer. Yeah. I don't know. That's just how I feel. Nah. Probably, I could be entirely wrong.
0: I'm with you. Like they are kind of shifting in that way. Oh man, we went on a we went on a fucking snowboarding tangent right there. There you go. But uh, let's, let's let's get back into some hockey, um, fun because we got fun hockey facts of the week here, and uh, I don't know if anyone of the listeners um, heard about it this week, but uh, here we go. Uh, this week, 105 years ago on December 19th, 1917, the first ever NHL games were played. The Montreal Wanderers beat the Toronto Arena 10 to 9, and the Montreal Canadiens beat the Ottawa Senators 7 4. Uh, the Montreal Wanderers. David Ritchie scored the first goal in NHL history one minute into the game versus the Arena. He also he scored two goals total in that game. And then another interesting fact: Georges Vesna played for the Montreal Canadiens that game. Vesna would pass away in 1926 of tuberculosis. And in honor of him, at the end of the 1926-1927 season, the first Vesna Trophy was awarded to Canadians George Hainsworth. Now let's talk about George Hainsworth for a second because my mind was fucking boggled when I went down this rabbit hole. In 1928-29, Hainsworth set an all-time record with 22 shutouts and a .92, 0.92 GAA while playing all 44 games. In 1930, he set an NHL record that still stands, going 270 minutes and eight seconds without allowing a goal during the playoffs for the Canadiens. Holy shit! And goaltending back then was different. Like yeah, they weren't. Different way to put it. Shit at all.
1: That is just like it makes me sick to think about that. Like <laughs> 22 shutouts and under one goals against average for half of an NHL season that we we see as our standard today. In a time where goal scoring was at you know one of its highest times, mm-hmm. um, goal tending and its pads were so different, and then 270 minutes of playoff action without allowing a goal like that's just unheard of. That's, that's just, insane.
0: That is insane. So that's 44, 22 shutouts in 44 games. I mean, it's half the fucking, literally half the season. He was just shutting everyone out. Can you imagine that as like what, a player from another team just just looked or up at or even just game another team
1: going into a game and saying like this guy hasn't. You know, this guy's yeah. yeah. His his goals against average is under one, and he has you know half of the games he shuts us out, right? Shuts teams out.
0: And everyone on the bench is like, "I should have just fucking worked overtime in the coal mines." Yeah, going yeah, this exactly. <laughs> it's crazy how uh, how long it's been nineteen, 19 seventeen. That's fucking wild. 100, 105 years ago, yeah, um, NHL. That's that that is yeah. fucking insane. But it's crazy how like almost right the fuck away like these these names just appeared you know uh Vesna uh, that's like this day is like one of the biggest trophies just in NHL and sports like history and then uh to for it to be passed on to a goalie Greg Hainsworth that's like still holding records to this day is uh, pretty fucking crazy mm. too so like right away like NHL was uh just blowing up so that was just interesting to me. 105 years of uh, NHL. That's cool. And even before then, they had hockey leagues. Um, it wasn't the NHL. It was, oh god, I already forgot. I, I was just looking at it on the wiki. It was like two other leagues before this, and then the NH- And then the both leagues I think joined and became the NHL. And uh, here we are, 105 years later. There we go. That's fucking wild. Can you imagine? Take it. Take a. Imagine if we like built a time machine, right? Went back in time, just grabbed like these guys, just brought them here. are like, hey, this is what the NHL looks like in twenty twenty two, and just put them up against like,
1: or even vice versa. Take dudes. take your bag of goalie gear with you and play.
0: Oh my god, I'll, how, I'll how be, good you would be, dude! I'll be the next fuck I'll, <laughs> I'll be the like. You'll no, be the Vesna. Yeah, I'll be <laughs> the Vesna. They'll be like, I go a point, back
1: a point two eight right. GAA, I nine point eight five <laughs> save percentage. <laughs>
0: I go back, I, I come back to 2022 and be like, hey, uh, Andre Vasilevsky got the small award for like the fucking fifth time in a row. <laughs> <laughs> that's so
1: <sounds> like, a <laughs> like small you got the small award.
0: What award? Say that again. <laughs> be like, the hell's that? It's an RVH. Dude, that beats. that's fucked though. Like, hell no. I, one, you'd have to survive. 1917, World War One. So you have to survive that. You have to go through the war, well, the Warring 20s happened, 30s. Get drafted to the world to World War Two. Now
1: you're getting into it. Now, now you're I'm getting into way
0: it. into it. Just it's all over. 105 years is a long fucking time, buddy. Um, we're gonna move on to some crazy, uh, some more crazy shit here. I kind of want your thoughts on this. Happened this week. NHL Linesman Dan Kelly shoved Leafs Michael Bunting off the ice after a scrum between the Leafs and Lightning broke out. Did you see that video at all?
1: I did. Yeah. What <clears> was yeah. your
0: thought on that? He fucking. He got him nice.
1: I, I don't know. I didn't think that he was, like, shoving him. Like, I, I would say he was guiding him. You know, he was directing him. Like, shove would be to me, like, when you shove someone, they should fall over. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right? Like, that's that's what that word means to me. Like, mm. even push. Like, they should fall over. Like, he's kind of, like, bringing him to the bench. He gave him a little extra. But, like, I don't know. I, I didn't have anything wrong with it. I think it's fine. I think... The referee has to do what they need to do to maintain their job on the ice, and mm. if he thinks that, you know, this guy's out of the play, he's, you know, skating as if he wants to get back into it, but mm. his minor, his major, whatever he ends up getting, is going to mean he's going down the tunnel anyways. Like, right. here you go. This is where you're going.
0: I actually enjoyed this, to be honest. Of all the shit the referees go through, it was kind of nice to see uh – this referee just like not taking any shit and be like hey get the fuck off the ice like get back yeah you know? yeah yeah i was yeah. fine with nice it too and i you know? think
1: it wasn't like like i said it wasn't like a shove shove or a push where he's he's you know getting hurt falling down anything like that it was like he had him by the jersey so he had that extra wiggle room where it looked worse than it was yeah. when he's bringing him there and he's sending him where he needs to go that it looks like a full-on shove because his jersey's going entirely left to right across his chest but
0: yeah just just looked just yeah. looked a lot worse yeah match. Imagine we could just find a referee?
1: <laughs> I do. The, the clips we've seen online lately have been fucking insane. Like, I saw it had to be youth, maybe high school or, or middle school. The kid uses stick like a fucking like the thing you see at the circus when you're trying to bring the hammer down and send the thing up to hit the bell, oh, yeah. like over the kid's head, and then coming down again two, three more times. You know, like the referee, shit we're seeing. Yeah. Shit. yeah. The shit we're seeing is just ridiculous nowadays. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um I, I don't know. I didn't think this was that bad. I thought this was good in a, in a, in the sense of, you know, a referee doing his job and maintaining what he thinks is the standard, you know?
0: Right. And uh, I don't know if we this happened a while ago. I don't know if we even brought it up on the podcast or we even had it on our notes. So we might have skipped it. But you ever see the uh this is a while ago. I don't know if you remember it, but I remember it. It was like a 16 year old kid 17 year old kid like training to be a ref and uh i think it was some high school game or some shit and uh, a parent opened up the door yeah and yeah screamed yeah yep, at yep. Him. like the shit they go through especially at like that age man it just it's just that's why just like even
1: our men's league like there's no one that wants to or is willing to referee because it's just the most thankless job in the world everyone is a fucking asshole with the refs mm-hmm. for literally no reason no like reason. I'm gonna be an asshole right now. Your kid isn't fucking going to the NHL. Yeah, you don't need to open the door and yell at my 16 year old son yeah. about how he's doing a poor job refereeing.
0: Yeah, I've actually been backing up refs now. Like, if, like my normal refs, like they're just they're all cool and never really have like they we never really give them an issue at all. But we've come across like a few refs. I remember our first game. Uh, fuck, what was it? It was because of the Terriers at the. Uh, Next to denim there. It's not the denim rink. It's like a the newer rink there. The Norwood rink? Some tr- I can't remember what the fuck it was. But I remember- well, if the uh, Terriers
1: play there, it's the Kitten Sportsplex, no?
0: No, it's like, a, it's like it's a nice rink. I can't remember what the hell it's called to be on. Oh, Boston something of Norwood. All right. You ever been there? Nope. I'll have to bring it up. That's brutal for the listeners right now, but yeah. go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm just thinking out loud. But anyway, uh, one of my guys actually uh, was mad about a play and um, he kind of yelled at the ref, and I kind of look up, and the ref just gave him shit. He goes, you can shut the fuck up and get off the ice, or you could like, I can't remember what he said, but something along those lines, like, tell him. You know what? Tell him. I appreciate that shit, you know? Just, like, finally, like, a ref, like, really giving it back, like, not taking it anymore. I'm like, you know what? I think more refs should be like that. I think that'll get... I think that... I think if more people see, like, refs, like, not giving shit like that and actually pushing back, I think people, especially, like maybe uh, hockey parents and, like, players will actually think about what they say because I feel like a lot of people do it because they know a ref can't really do anything about it, but if they have...
1: I don't really know if that's why. I don't know what the justification and the thought process is behind it. It's the same way that people yell at an umpire, but, like, like, what benefit does it get? I understand asking the referee and, like, seeing, like, what their thought process is, but, like, I want to say I guess it's just heat of the moment, but it doesn't make sense to me as a fan, like, as a parent, why you would do that. Mm -hmm. Because there's no other situation in life that you would do that. Maybe it's the glass in between you that makes you think in the process of, like, you know, when you're in a car and someone cuts you off, you pull up next to them, you give them the fucking bird, right? Right. Name one other scenario where you're face-to-face with a person and you're going to stand there and give them the middle finger. Right, no. You're not going to do that. They're going to fuck clucked, you up. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like a very aggressive thing to do. But when you're in a car, you're in a separate glassed-in facility, you're and like, you fuck this guy. <laughs> you know? But I maybe that's what it is. There's the glass in between you and the referee. You Say, hey, fuck you. Like, I, I don't know. And even when you're in it, like in in the ice with the ref, like, you
0: can just get away oh, with fuck it. Fuck this guy. You're in a, sa- you're in a safe place. I you know, maybe I feel you fast
1: because I'm in my skates and run away from you. Like, <laughs> and drive my car somewhere else. <laughs> I don't know, just really odd. <laughs> like, think about it. Like I'm never fucking giving anyone the bird, that's other good. than that's other good. than when I'm in my car. That's a great comparison. I will flip someone off like tomorrow that's in great, my car.
0: That's a perfect comparison. <laughs> like I'll flip someone off in of my car, not in real life. That's right. That's perfect.
1: You know, it's kind of fucking weird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. All right, well, let's move on from flipping off uh, referees to uh, our last uh, bit of news we have here. Uh, Canucks Elias Petterson. Sorry, Peterson. No, it's Peterson. God, I keep fucking this one up. Canucks, Elias Peterson set Canucks franchise record with his fourth career five point game. For the Canucks, right? For the Canucks. Yeah. Why would I say? The Canucks?
1: (laughs) You said Canucks. Elias Pedersen set a Canucks franchise record with fourth career Canucks 5.5 game. Uh, Canucks game point
0: streak for yeah, the for Canucks. Yeah, for the Vancouver Canucks, yes, right? Yes, that's correct. Because we're talking about the Vancouver Just Canucks. had to confirm. Elias, just had to confirm. Pa- Elias Pedersen from the Vancouver Canucks. Just, right? A little confused. Okay, just want to let everyone know this is Elias Pedersen from the Vancouver Canucks. Okay. Okay, cool. So, even though he missed a couple games, Pedersen is up there among the league leaders in scoring this season. He now has 39 points in 30 games, which is good for 14th overall in the NHL. His 1.3 points per game is actually tied for 11th best in the league with Kirill Kaprizov and Sidney Crosby. He currently ranks 4th overall in the NHL with 3.47 points per 60 at even strength. That trails only Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner of the Buffalo Sabres and Morgan Geeky of the Kraken. He currently has 15 goals and 24 assists this season. This dude has been a fucking, he's been on a tear since even coming onto the Canucks uh it's great to see he's been getting some kind of uh recognition and uh it only took him to set a franchise record with the yet again Vancouver Canucks but uh just just uh just I don't know man he's just he's on the Canucks team just like that's not doing well. I think that's how you're able to really uh go onto the radar instead of like Tage Thompson and shit where like you're on top teams you know
1: oh Tage Thompson's on top team huh Jesus christ Matt tough look um. <laughs> 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 I want <laughs> compared to
0: the Vancouver Canucks.
1: Yeah, the Buffalo Sabers are just as bad. Okay. Do you not think the Buffalo Sabers are just as bad, if not worse, than the Vancouver Canucks?
0: I think the keep going, keep 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 going. No,
1: keep don't keep be pulling going. up stats and looking at shit. <laughs> are they not like just as bad as each other?
0: Uh, I guess, yeah. I
1: mean, we got a 16, 14, and 2. Here's the stats for the Sabres, and a 15, 14, and 3 for the Canucks. 14, 15, and 3. Like, they're, they're like, the same level. But uh, either way, I would put Elias Patterson in the same rowboat as Tage Thompson in the sense that they're the only people doing anything right for their fucking team. Jeff Skinner, yes, he's earned his contract this year for Buffalo. Mm -hmm. He's getting things done. Um, It's definitely good to see those two start clicking together. But, like... The Vancouver Canucks are just a dumpster fire right now. They're just not good. Mm-hmm. Fifteen goals and twenty-six assists on a team like that—like you're single-handedly elevating this team. Um, like, name name me another player on the Canucks that's really going to be ripping it up. You know, it's Brock Besser, Bo Horvath, maybe, but yeah. like, I think Pedersen is the guy that you would think to be putting the puck in the back of the net. Right. Last year, eighty games played, thirty-two goals, thirty-six assists, like sixty-eight points on the season. That's really fucking good. That's also his. Basically, his first full season played. Um, before that, he's had two sixty-six point seasons in eighteen, nineteen, and nineteen twenty, with sixty-eight and seventy-one games played. You know, like mm-hmm, right. I-, I think that this could be a year for him to, you know, elevate even more. Like he's gonna crack seventy points, I think, and he could probably crack, uh, I'll say, thirty-five, forty goals. Ooh! Wow, could be close. Four, Forty might be a stretch, but well, I just don't God. think there's anyone else putting the puck in the back of the net like he is. So
0: no, I'm like looking at the daily faceoff, and it's just like who, who, who the fuck? Like who? Connor Garland's been looking good.
1: Yes, Connor Garland has definitely been looking good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that you can, you know, put the put the team's, you know, entire future. Well, I shouldn't say it like that. I don't know. Put this team's <laughs> season on Connor Garland's back. You right. Can put the future onto him. But mm-hmm. this, this year, it's got to be on someone else. And Pedersen's a good guy to pick
0: up the slack. Right. Yep. Hundred percent. Yeah. J T. Miller. Brock. But yeah, that's right. I mean, they they have they don't have like the Crosby on this team. They just have everyone's good getting it done. Players. Yeah. Exactly. Like there's no there's no real superstar on this team. It's just everyone's just a good player altogether. You know. Um. But yeah, it's just great news for Elias. Pe- who um. Who – fuck. No, 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 I'm just going to fucking skip that. I was just – I was just going to – fuck it. Nope, nope. I'm just blurting shit out at this point. But what do you think – okay, I want to go back to the whole Buffalo Sabres and Vancouver Canucks. I get that their – I get that their standings are, like, their exact same. But if you were to put – if you were to think without knowing the standings at all or, like, the stats – and I said, who do you think is better, Buffalo Sabres or Vancouver Canucks? Who would you say?
1: I would say Vancouver because they have Thatcher Demco and I think that that guy can steal a game, you know, any night of the week. Mm-hmm. I think when you when you, like what you said about there being not one star power there, but the entire team collectively gets it done. If you compare Vancouver to Buffalo, you can spread the wealth in Vancouver with Pedersen, Horvat, Besser, uh, J.T. Miller. Everyone's kind of producing. Mm-hmm. Buffalo, it's tage thompson jeff skinner maybe an alex tuck yeah i mean the defense looks looks good there i think the goaltending's is questionable you have Eric Comrie and craig anderson like i think that team could fall off the like fall off the rails at any time oh yeah i i just think that vancouver should on paper be a better team hmm. interesting even though like i understand that both of them are, are very bad right now
0: right yeah you're right in, in terms of goaltending i yeah you're right craig anderson and comry are like the tandem there that are doing pretty well but i also
1: like would would lean the other way on defense where i think buffalo has them beat on defense with their their top pair of uh rasmus dahlin oh yeah and uh who's the fucking other guy jesus christ buffalo but i think buffalo has a better defensive core than vancouver but then i think vancouver is deeper than buffalo is on forwards
0: Ooh, okay
1: so i think that gives them the edge with forwards and goaltending over Buffalo, just having the defense that's better.
0: Interesting, huh?
1: But they're both, I think, very equitable, like same. Yeah. Lower middling area that yeah. is going to end up outside of the playoffs, in my yep.
0: opinion. You open up my mind every day to some shit. I'll oh, just, thanks, dude. I'll just, I'll just be like, no, this is it, and you'll be like, no, this is why I think what I think, and I'll be like, oh, you know what? I see, I see what you're <laughs> saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, you open my mind to shit. Yeah, I guess Vancouver Canucks. Yeah. So why the fuck aren't they better than the Buffalo Sabres?
1: Oh, they are slightly. They are slightly. Slightly. Right? Just, just I'll slightly. I'll just double check that. Fourteen, fifteen, and 3 for Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And sixteen, fourteen, and 2 for Buffalo. So Buffalo's slightly better.
0: Slightly. Slightly. I don't know. There's still time. They can still come up, right? mm I think Thatcher Demka's out currently, uh, which means Spencer Martin's in net.
1: Never heard of that guy. <laughs> so <laughs> that changes things. <laughs> I'd rather Craig Anderson and Eric Comrie (laughs) than Spencer Martin Isn't he a comedian? (laughs) Wasn't Spencer Martin a fucking comedian From back in the day that did stand up?
0: talking about Martin Lawrence?
1: Maybe, I don't know Spencer Martin, comedian
0: (laughs) (laughs) Alright, I guess now we're going to fucking Google it Spencer Martin I can't think of another Spencer Martin Yeah, Martin Lawrence That's, That's what I'm thinking Martin
1: I'll figure it out I'll figure it out some other time
0: It'll hit you It'll just hit you But uh, it's been a great episode. Allegedly. Allegedly. And, uh, oh, I see the screen run Allegedly. It's Uh, not
1: Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence is very famous. (laughs) I I know his face. I never, I didn't know his name.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, I know. I didn't know his
1: name. I'm thinking of like. Spencer Martin, I don't know who I'm thinking of, but it was like some skinny white dude that was like like nerdy <laughs> yeah, comedian, not, and then Martin I Googled Lawrence. Martin Lawrence. <laughs> I'm like, this is not who I was thinking of. <laughs> 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 Very famous comedian. Martin Lawrence hilarious. <laughs>
0: Spencer Martin. Martin that uh, you think. Oh, it's going to hit you. I'll, I'll
1: figure it out. I'll let you know who it is.
0: All right, cool. But, uh, oh, speaking of alleged lease, I uh, finally gave you my uh, Hulu account. And you're finally going to fucking watch Shor- Shorzy.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Put it on me because you fucking put it off for two months giving me your login info.
0: <laughs> I did fuck up, by the way. I think it was like for a month straight I'd come over to record. And you were just like, can you, dude, can you sign in your Hulu account here? I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll do it after the podcast and I'll just leave.
1: It's uh, uh, Dimitri Martin who I was thinking of, not oh, Spencer Martin. I know, Martin. Who, I know yeah. exactly who you're talking yeah, yeah. about. Yeah, so yeah. So now think about that and then Google Martin Lawrence. <laughs> and I'll be like, this isn't who I was talking about at all. <laughs> <laughs> we'll <laughs> do a little side-by-side right here for you guys. A little uh, Demetri Martin and Martin Lawrence.
0: Two different people, just yeah. all together. One's a comic yeah. legend. The other one just... Demetri Martin had like has that. A, has a
1: fucking... Uh, what do they call those? Not a billboard. The thing that flips over. Yeah, it's like a... Uh, an easel. An he easel. has an easel. That's yeah. how he yeah. makes his comedy.
0: I think his best one was like Comedy Central did like those comedy special half hours remember those yeah those are good though yeah. like
1: the, the random I, I used to watch those all the time back all the, in the
0: fucking day. time yeah that's all i remember from him i don't remember seeing any of his other stuff
1: i think he got good though like a, a few people i knew in high school went to go see him at like the wang theater and things like that really? like when he came around yeah that's awesome it Ma- made like music and shit too i think oh no shit really, yeah. not, really not like well, not like music music but like comedy, comedy music, music you
0: know? yeah. like Stephen lynch
1: yeah yeah similar to that mm-hmm. yeah awesome slightly less offensive
0: I would hope so. <laughs> I don't think you get any more offensive <laughs> than Steven Lynch. Um, all right, so we have some uh, special stuff uh, that we have for the end of this episode. Um, it's called Old Smoky Moonshine.
1: Yeah, if you guys remember uh, back in the day, I think we did an apple pie one, and it was very strong. Or, you know what? I got the Fruit Punch one definitely, I think, we did on air. The Hunch Punch, is that what it was called? Remember that? Oh, yeah. came in the same kind of mason yes. jar?
0: Yeah, you got something like that.
1: This is gonna be good though. This is banana pudding.
0: Moonshine always Ooh, reminds wow. me of that time before you lived here, and <laughs> you're just, we're we're already shit faced at your house. He goes, "Oh, dude." He goes, "MK's got MK's got moonshine." He goes, "Let's get it." So, like, okay, cool. So, then, like, instead of, like, a small nip thing like this, you get, like. (laughs) It was, like,
1: that juice fucking, like, half gallon. It's,
0: like, a half, yeah. And you get you grab, like, a a legit glass, and you just, like, fill it up, like, halfway for all of us. And we're, like, jeez, is that enough? And then uh took a sip of it. It literally tastes like apple juice. So, all of us chug it. Mm. And I just remember within, like, five minutes, we go back to the room, and I just sat down, like. I am hammered right do you, now. Do you
1: remember last year when I got two of those from Mary Kate? Because she was still in it was it last year or the year before? Still in Braintree. We got two of those. We saved one because she was pregnant. It was going to be for her once Emma was born. She could have mm-hmm. her own.
0: That's
1: mm-hmm. still up there. What? We still have that. <laughs> we didn't get any this year, but we still have that. And I'm like, dude, I'm gonna drink this on you. She's like,
0: no, don't, it's mine.
1: I'm like, fucking drink it then, because I want it.
0: Right? It's just staring at me, staring at me in the face. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we let this uh warm down a bit oh my god this looks like milk smell cake. it dude it
1: smells so good
0: oh yeah ho, ho, ho how much were these by the way
1: i don't know cheers Enjoy buddy. It, buddy cheers
0: that is delicious one two
1: it's very low yeah 35 percent 35 proof
0: I don't know how you swallowed it, but, like, that burn hit my the back of my throat so goddamn quick. Did it for you?
1: No, I thought it was smooth.
0: No? Burned, <laughs> like, down here. Oh, uh, it just, as soon as it hit the back of my throat, I was like, whoa, there it is. Very quick. That's actually fucking bum, though. I'll support the shit out of this. That's old, good. Old smoky Tennessee moonshine. The banana pudding flavor.
1: Yeah, very good.
0: Definitely give that a go, eh? All Everyone, right. uh, make sure to check out Post to Post to Pod this year. Post to Post Pod dot com. Go buy some shit. Go buy some stuff. I'm finally—I don't know what the hell happened. I—I—I I, I, I should have uh, all this stuff. Actually, go on my Instagram, uh, Mad Dog Matt Forty Four. I've been on there just a lot more than our uh, actual Instagram handle. And I'm gonna get the long sleeve, the hat, and the uh, winter hat. I should be getting that soon. Like literally tomorrow. I like literally tomorrow. I should have it. So. I'll, uh, I'll be on there, and I'll just stop promoting it and just showing everyone what it looks like. I thought, thought it came out great, especially when I was seeing like the uh, previews of it. So I put it up there, and then uh, it'll be on the shop for everyone to grab if you want it, and it'll look cool as shit. So good timing when everything's getting so fucking cold right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah just in time. Right. So you want to call us out?
1: Yeah, thanks, everyone, for listening. If there's anything you want to see us cover next episode, let us know. Our links are in the description, and we'll see you all next week.
0: Bye, guys. Peace.